Some economists have forecasted that China will overtake the U.S.'s economy by the year 2028, partially due to the effects of COVID-19. As we know, China was the initial epicenter of the pandemic. However, it was able to also recover first and, in fact, uh, go Uh, to record an economic growth rate of about 2% this year. In contrast, the U.S. has and still continues to suffer damages from the pandemic, and so there is a conversation of how the U.S. should go about rebuilding their economy, especially with a new administration coming in under the new president, uh, Joe Biden. The uh, American Economic Association held a virtual conference last week to discuss this, and we are very pleased and honored to be joined by one of the speakers at this conference, a very uh, renowned economist, well-known for proposing the so-called Taylor Rule, Professor John Taylor from the Department of Economics at Stanford University joining us on the line. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, The American Economic Association had this uh, virtual conference uh, last week uh, talking about the U.S. economy and recovery after uh, post-COVID-19. You were one of the um, speakers at the event. Could you give us a general overview on what your takeaway was uh, with what was discussed? And maybe, I I guess this is a 30,000-foot view, but what general direction do you think the U.S. should go post-COVID-19? Oh, thank you. The The conference had many different topics, of course, but you're right. There was a lot of focus on the effect of the COVID-19, the pandemic, and what to do about it. I think what was uh, two things are encouraging. One, there's a lot of talk about uh, the, sort of a, maybe a new economy where there's more non-store sales, more e-commerce, and that that will be part of how things are going forward. And there is talk about how to how to keep the regulatory apparatus uh, positive or conducive to that. The second thing was really the macro economy, how to how to get back uh, to a recovery. And I think here people feel that the uh, the, the vaccine coming online now uh, later this year will be will be a positive. And so people are talking about growth rates of five percent uh, for for the rest of this year. So we'll see if that happens. In terms of uh, what has been proposed so far or what has actually been undertaken as uh, policy, whether it's these uh, payouts and emergency funds, um, you've pointed out that these short-term policies like uh, refunding taxes or uh, giving loans to companies that have been damaged by the pandemic are too invasive and, most importantly, that they won't provide adequate solutions for the long term. I think a lot of people could understand the idea that this might not be necessarily a perfect for the long term solution. But what can you explain a little bit more about, about what you mean by being too invasive? Sure. The, the problem is that if you just give some money to people who don't really need it, uh, they're doing OK, they will save it. And uh, they will not add to consumption or growth of the economy. We have economic theory that tells us that. We have economic history that tells us that. And so that's the problem with sort of relatively large payments. Two thousand dollars is being considered, uh, which uh, which really don't stimulate the economy. Mm. It's not so much invasive aspect because you can have policies that are aimed to uh, firms that are having difficulty to industries that are having difficulty. And that's the way to get the economy going again, and also to offset the damage. But the main thing is we've had experience that just sort of the one-time payments 
just really do, don't do much good in terms of helping the economy. Uh, as you know uh, very well, it's been a chaotic situation in the U.S., uh, especially politically. But uh, it does seem like when all said and done, uh, on January 20th, we will have a new president in the United States. The Joe Biden administration um, signaling this so-called uh, return to normalcy after four years of America first. Um, uh, members of his economic team, also uh, well-known figures who are basically uh, old hands, uh, people who are experienced in um, working at governmental levels, uh, like, for example, the new Treasury Secretary, uh, Janet Yellen. What are your thoughts as the new Biden administration takes over and what policy uh, directives you do you feel they should focus on or prioritize? Well, I think you're correct. Janet Yellen is uh, becoming the Treasury Secretary, has tremendous experience, a lot of it at the Federal Reserve. And she, uh, for a long time, promoted the idea of a steady strategy, something that uh, is understandable to people. And uh, Cecilia Rouse will be at the Council of Economic Advisors. She's been nominated. She also has lots of experience. So both of those, I think, are in the direction of of sensible uh, policymakers which follow good long-term strategies. I think the specific policy is very important, though. In fact, here I think it's very important for the new administration to not just blast away at everything that in the past, but to take the good things and, and do those better. I, I do think the tax reform and the regulatory reform that was begun uh, in the last few years have been a positive. I worry about some of the other policies, the trade policies, for example, so there's lots of things to improve on, but there's also, you don't want to just across the board change everything. And we hope that the, at least I hope the new administration does what is the best, which is keep the best and look for better. What uh, of interest to people here in South Korea, as you can imagine, is what uh, direction Joe Biden will take the country, and you just mentioned it, in terms of trade policy. As we know, famously, uh, Donald Trump pulled out of the, um, or at least signaled that uh, the TPP or the Trans-Pacific Partnership was a um, no-go early on in his presidency, and he has been largely anti-trade throughout his term. However, uh, there are some expectations that perhaps the U.S. may signal a return to the TPP, uh, South Korea also uh, considering that as well, and the uh, so-called China-led uh, initiative, RCEP, also something to be considered. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a very good question. I think what the Trump administration tried to do was find a new route in trade policy that dealt with some of the what they consider unfair trade practices in other parts of the world. So as a new policy, uh, I think it's had advantages and disadvantages. And I think the new administration, the Biden administration, will be thinking about these too. It's not clear... But it's a free trade administration, of course. It's got other other aspects in mind. But I think the idea of working with allies and stressing that we have important allies, uh, economic allies, in South Korea, Australia, India are, are ones to think about, uh, Japan. But, but the point is to try to find ways to promote trade. Uh, it's a difficult world. We've got problems of supply chains. We've got people... Um, shouting that this is not fair and this is not fair. But I think it's very important to look for ways to to reduce the barriers to trade. And that requires a good, sensible direction of negotiation. And I think that's what the Biden administration should be aiming for. I hope they do. 
Uh, and the final question, just briefly, uh, would you say that uh, you are on the optimistic side of things heading into 2021 and that uh, uh, so-called V or U-shaped uh, curve of growth is something that uh, is feasible for the U.S.? I, I'm more optimistic than I was uh, uh, five or six months ago. I think the vaccine is very important. Uh, there are problems politically in the U.S. We have to sort out. We'll see how that uh, develops. But I think more uh, agreement and finding ways to work together are important. So basically, I, I'm optimistic. And I think this is a global issue, too. It's not just the United States, right. of course. There's other countries. South Korea is an example. And they're so working together. It's going to be very important. But I think we, we have come a long way. Okay. And this uh, non-store sales, electronic commerce, is potentially very good. So those should be emphasized. Professor John Taylor, thank you very much for joining us uh, and definitely appreciate your insights and uh, speaking with our Korean audience. You're welcome. Professor John Taylor from the Department of Economics at Stanford University. We will be back in the second hour. We're continuing our poll question. Do you think Trump and people like Yoo Seung-jin should be banned from social media? Texas at pound 1013 for a 10,000 won coffee voucher. Stay tuned.